Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Abby. And today I'm super excited to be here with Abby because it's been a while since it's been just us two on a podcast. It has. So I'm really excited for this. Have we ever done it just us two? I think we have like one. Yeah. Okay. We have a couple times, but it hasn't been for a while. I mean, definitely since before you took your break. So it's been several months at least. Yeah. So I'm excited for this, but we're going to be talking Survivor premiere and episode two of Survivor. We're going to be talking the first two episodes of the Challenge World Championship. And we're even going to sprinkle in a little bit of Bachelorette. So let's go ahead and get started here with Survivor. What what did you think of of this premiere episode as a whole? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I missed last season, um, so I haven't watched since. This is forty four, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I watched. Haven't watched since forty two. So I missed last season. Um, I thought it was really good. I mean, there were some parts that I was bummed about. Um, I loved Bruce, so I was really. Mm-hmm sad that he um I'm glad he ended up being okay but I was really bummed that he had to leave the game because I think he would have been like a force to be reckoned with so um I totally agree with that but do you want to explain a little bit about what happened to Bruce so on the very first challenge it was a reward challenge and he was going through the, the obstacle course where you have to um mind you I watched this like the day after it first premiered so if you want to fill in any gaps for me but um you had to crawl like shimmy and crawl under this um obstacle this wood yeah this obstacle course and it was this wooden thing with slats you know spaced apart and when he dove under he knocked his head and blood immediately started coming like a lot of blood a lot and which I found so interesting I guess J- Jeff did not realize it because usually Jeff will stop it immediately and he even at one point was like Bruce are you okay and Bruce was like yeah I'm good and it wasn't till was it after the challenge or a little bit into the reward challenge where he finally was like stop stop it's like he finally noticed all the blood coming but well, it went I on think, for a few minutes. I think that was when he like he like kind of fell to the ground. And so I don't think it was that he didn't notice. I think that it's that he like allowed him to continue for as long as he could. And then when he kind of like took a knee, basically, that's when Jeff was like, everyone stop. I'm just surprised with that much blood he didn't stop before, earlier. I really yeah. am. I feel like your airs on the side of caution, and I that it didn't. There seem was like a lot of blood. I agree with that. Okay, so uh, I have since I'm newish to Survivor. I'm not super new, but like, I mean, in comparison to somebody who's watched every season, I'm new. Um, I have to know. What do you think of the names like Soka, Ratu, Tika? Is that just something that you're used to? Is that a survivor thing? Or like, why don't we just call them Green Team, Orange Team, Purple Team? 
Oh yeah. No, it's been that since day one. I think we're whatever location, and I could be wrong because, you know, I took a hiatus on survivor t- as well mm-hmm. um, for a little bit, but uh, e- each tribe name represents something within the location that they're located at. Interesting. Okay. And yes, that has been happening since day one. And then when they merge a totally new tribe name is assigned to them. So do you call them by their tribe names or by their color names? After a few episodes, when I finally realized, like, (laughs) remember what their tribe names are. But, you know, I texted you today. I was like, oh, I really like the purple team. Yeah. I couldn't remember what the purple team was called when I texted you. Right. So, yeah, probably about episode four, I got it down. (laughs) So what did you think about the locked cage twist? That was a big thing that was happening in the first couple episodes. Mm, I thought it was really um, interesting because I had never seen that before. I didn't know if that was something that started on 42. Mm -mm. This is new. Yeah, it adds a whole different dynamic because everybody sees it. Everyone knows there's something there. And then, as we'll see and talk about, for one tribe, then it's gone, right? Right. Episode two, but mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it. I'm going to ask you a question further down when we get to it about tribal council, but we'll get there. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So we have the green team, Soka, who gets first place in the first um challenge reward challenge is that was that the first one yeah it was a reward challenge and then the second place was ratu which is orange team and third place is tika which is the purple team and so far yeah so that's bruce's team so purple team third place tika they're already down a person because bruce is out of the game at the um so the second two teams, they have to do um, another ch- challenge to get their reward. So the the team who got in second, the orange team, they have to distri- d- decide if they want to do sweat or savvy. So if they choose sweat, two members of the tribe work together to collect coconuts and place them into a net. They have four hours to complete um, moving all of the coconuts. And then the savvy is when two tribe members work together to solve a brain teaser and they have 15 minutes to complete it. If they don't complete the task, they don't get um, their supplies for three days. So the orange team picks Sweat and they have Brandon and Matthew do it and it takes them quite a bit longer than they thought it was going to. It ended up being quite a bit more challenging and then the purple team has Carson and Claire doing the um, savvy mission. Um, both teams are able to complete the mission. And um, then we have Matthew. Oh, God. And Matthew's just like climbing around, be- having fun. Acting like he's invincible because it's the first day. 
and he falls and he injures himself climbing. So the medics come and they put him into a sling. And so that's kind of was that was a huge bummer to me because prior to that I had high hopes for Matthew, but now that he's injured and he can't do challenges, I'm afraid that it's going to put a target on his back. I agree completely. I really liked him. And I mean, I still do, but like, what an idiot. I know. What was he thinking? I mean, at one, one of the most physically demanding experiences you can go on and you do something like that to risk it all. Like, right. I know he was caught up in the moment and just loving life, but come on. You're on Survivor. Use your head. I know. That was, like, not the smartest move at all. So, I was really disappointed in that. Um, what do you think about, like, the journeys that people go on? Because next we have basically the journey. I mean, I like it. I mean, this is such, like, new school Survivor. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, because Survivors is the one reality show that I would have wanted to be on, would have liked to have been on, but not the new school, like the old school. Because in the old school, they didn't have idols. They, they Okay, baby. They didn't have these journeys and twists and, yeah. oh my goodness, all, all of this stuff. It, it makes it so complicated, but it keeps things interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, it makes it different than previous seasons. At least I think that's the goal. So we find out basically that they have to um, draw a rock or a parchment. I can't remember. Out of out of a bag and something out of a bag. And it, it lets them know if they lose their vote or if they get an advantage. So... Sarah goes first, she loses her vote, but then she draws again, and she wins an advantage. And she gets the inheritance advantage, which allows her to secretly inherit all advantages and idols played at one tribal council. So that's pretty cool, and I'm excited for Sarah to be able to use that. But she tells her tribe um, that it was a risk or reward thing, like we've had in previous seasons, And she doesn't know who won, and she won't know who won until tribal. Matt, he loses both of his votes, and Lauren picks the advantage right away. And she, what her advantage was, was bank your advantage, or or bank your vote. So she gets to not vote at one tribal council and keep that parchment to vote an extra vote at another tribal council. And she tells her tribe the tr- truth about what this is, except for she said that she lost her vote, which I don't know if that was the smartest move on her part. Cause I think it like maybe will draw suspicion to her, but hopefully not. So at this point, Brandon finds the key to go to the cage And he tells the group about it. And the group goes and they all look at it together. And he gets a hidden immunity or an an immunity idol and a fake idol. And everybody knows about it because they decided to do it as a team. 
What do you think about Brandon telling everybody about the key that he found? I don't know. Brandon can do no wrong so far for me. Um, the other girl, I don't remember her name, but didn't she, I think she wanted him not to mm-hmm. tell. And so yeah. he would, he was like, I can't trust her. You know, I think he's trying to be like the good trustworthy guy for right now. I mean, they're in their small group tribes. It's not the merge, you know, where I think a lot of people get, you know, sneakier and, um, whatever, um, withholding more information. So I don't know. I think it was fine that he told them. Hoping well, to gain trust I, I from think, his- yeah, I think it did gain trust. I think it put a target on his back because now everybody knows, but I think it definitely did gain trust with everybody at the same time. It's like, honestly, to Christina, you can't, you can't, win. Some, you can't win, you know, you, 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 you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's the thing mm-hmm. I was thinking about with Survivor when you make a decision, you know, to to tell or to keep something. Right. It could come back and bite you in the ass or it could be the best decision you made. And some of it really, I think, is comes down to almost luck. As yeah. the, as it, you know, as the as everything well and also how everything unfolds as far as like the challenges go because yes like we have an immunity challenge that can change everything yep so in the next in the immunity challenge we have um i'm not gonna go through what exactly everything is i don't think that's necessary talk about just talk about brandon so brandon he gets he is he gets like dehydrated they take him aside and they have him drink water and sit under, um, in, like, the shade or whatever. Because he, like, is too physically exhausted for this. And I think part of that is because of the work the that he did the day before, for sure. A hundred percent. So now they're down in this, in the immunity challenge, Matthew, because he sat out because, you know, mm-hmm. someone from um, Soka and yeah. the Orange Tribe had to sit out. So they're already missing Matthew and then Brandon's gone. Yeah, so, which is like two of their strongest players. Yep. Um, so Soka ends up winning and Tika gets in second. So it is Ratu, the orange team that goes to tribal council. And this is really interesting because we have so much going on here when it comes to um the voting. So Lauren banks her vote. Jamie plays her sh- shot in the dark. Matthew plays his shark in- shot in the dark. And Brandon uses his immunity idol. Now, Matthew's not safe with his shot in the dark. But Jamie, for the first time in history, is the first person to be safe with her shot in the dark. Um, so, so here's my question that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Was this new in 42? What shot in the dark? Yes, I think it was on the last at least two seasons. I do not remember this from forty two. I met forty three. Was it new in forty three? Because I do yeah. not remember this from forty two. I mean, I know they had that one rolling like where you could pick a box, but I don't think they had the shot in the dark. 
Well, the shot in the dark, I think, is something you can only play once in the entire season. Okay. So okay. now Jamie lost hers, Matthew lost his. Right away, first tribal council. Interesting. So, they had no clue what they were doing. Yeah. But actually, it ended up being really interesting because then it kind of um, outed Lauren for banking your votes. And so many pl- people played their shot in the darks in their immunity idols. There's like only so three votes that were even cast. So two votes were cast for Brandon, but they don't count because he used his immunity idol. And there was only one vote for Maddie, which was from Brandon. And so Maddie was out. So if there were only two votes for Brandon, then he knows. And Jamie played her her shot in the dark. She couldn't vote. Matthew played his shot shot in the dark. He couldn't vote. So that means that Maddie and Lauren had to have been the two people that voted for Brandon. So he knows. So now everybody knows that Lauren banked her vote. Or not Lauren voted for him, I'm sorry, because she couldn't vote because she banked her vote. So everybody knows that because they expected there to be four votes cast, but there were only three. But I think um, no, Kane voted for Brandon. It was yeah, Kane. And- it was Kane and Maddie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I was happy. Um, because, like I said, I love Brandon, so. He was the star of this episode, I thought. I gave First him my MVP. I did, too. And um, I did too. What about your LVP? Mine was Maddie, because her and Lauren conspired to get rid of Brandon, and. You didn't like that. <laughs> I did not like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like Lauren so far. Maybe she'll yeah. change my mind. Um, and yeah, I didn't like how how they were. They She's were very calculated, very very calculated. So even was, like back to the straws when she when they were pulling straws or like drawing rocks. So when they were drawing rocks, she was like, "I knew which one to I, to draw because I chose the rocks." Mm-hmm. So she's yeah, so, been calculated this entire time. Yeah. But I chose Maddie because she ultimately was the one voted off because I think Brandon picked, I don't know, I don't know why he picked her over Lauren, but I, I'm guessing it's from, he just really, really, really felt like he, he could not trust her because she wanted him to hide the immunity idol. So I'm guessing that's why he ultimately went with her. I think um, that that is a good decision too um that makes sense completely Uh, my lvp was bruce unfortunately just because of the way he went out and how quickly he went out it being the first day it being the first challenge it being the beginning of the challenge i know he tried to persevere through it and i absolutely commend him for that but i just i had to give him my lvp i get that and gosh how awful is it to leave the game of a head injury you're feeling so bad to make sure you're okay and like the next day you're cleared and you're okay and you just gave up that whole experience you know right or you had to give up or you know I mean he was medically taken away so I guess he didn't just give up but you know what I mean right no absolutely um and then I'm also gonna say that Michelle's her MVP this week was Brandon so all three of us are big Brandon lovers over here 
<laughs> and we all picked Brandon and our LVP um, or Michelle's LVP, I should say, was Kane. I'd like to ask her why you picked him. I'm assuming for voting Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that has to be it. But I wonder why she didn't pick one of the girls who was going against him, too. So I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll ask her. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Survivor Episode 2, we start with a cute little love scene of Franny and Matt. What did you think of Franny and Matt? I think they're adorable. I love Matt. <laughs> so cute. I know. I think they're so cute. But I hope they can separate a little bit, at least until they get to the merge, because it's, like, severely going to hurt their game. One, well, if not both of it, them. Yes, I was worried when it showcased them at the beginning. I was like, one of them is gone. I, I was getting, I was worried that one of them was going to go, because since they were, like, highlighting that, I'm like, uh-oh. I think that they're just preparing for us for, like, what is to come, because there was so much other stuff that happened in this episode. We start with the purple team looking for the the key to the cage, and Caroline finds a snake. She freaks out, and everybody knows about this, like, big deal with the snake that Carol Caroline made, and then she events eventually finds the key, but she's able to kind of cover it up by the fact that she did find that snake, so people are like, what did you find or whatever? Like she actually has something that she can talk about and be like, Oh my God, I found this snake. And like, it was whatever. She was terrified. And so she opens the cage and she, but, and, but she like, she takes the bag with her and she, then she realizes that she should not have taken the bag <laughs> and that people will notice that she took the bag. So she really fast runs back, puts it back in and kind of saves herself, but like not really. Because it's kind of obvious that somebody has tampered with it. The, the, the top is open. It looks like maybe there's something missing. Um, everybody is analyzing it. Carson is analyzing people. Him talking about, like, how he re has read all these, like, FBI books. Like, Carson just seems like an absolute genius. I love him. And I don't know. The... the they go through everybody's things to just, like, show that it wasn't them. The only person who's not there when they do this is Caroline. I think that they kind of should know that it's her, but for whatever reason... I they think underestimate they, her. But they think that somebody else is lying, I think, is the issue. Mm-hmm. And I think they underestimate her, so... Yeah, they're just, like, oh, this, like, qu weird, quirky lady. But I love honest, her. I love her. I love, love her. her. Okay, so I will say, full, full disclosure, Craig shared this article where they're talking about their most embarrassing moments, and Caroline's is super weird. And I will say that, like, it did kind of turn me off of her a little bit because, okay, so basically, like, she pooped her, she's lactose intolerant, she was eating some ice cream, she pooped her pants in public, and then she just, like, tried to play it off that it was ice cream. And so now, like, she, like, to this day, she'll still eat ice cream, but only chocolate ice cream in case it ever happens again. So. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. She is weird. She is so weird. She's out there. She's crazy. I don't know how I feel about that story. But prior to that story, I was all for Caroline. Just because, like, <laughs> that's super weird. I'm so It really is. I mean, yeah. But, uh, like I said, honestly, but with her actions it is and i didn't like her episode one. i'm like oh my god but then 
by episode two, I couldn't help but root for her. Yeah, same. Like, I really, I really enjoyed her this episode. So, like, take that antidote aside. Like, pretend to, like I wasn't told that. And I, I did enjoy <laughs> Caroline a lot this, this episode. Um, I also really enjoyed Carson. I think Carson is my favorite. I just love how smart he is and how he analyzes people in, like, a different way that really I've seen anybody in one of these reality shows, like, really do it in that way. I just think most people who go on Survivor who are casted are are brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Like, I mean, I can see him being another level, but, I mean, they they, they don't cast dummies. I mean, they, yeah, these people are smart. They have a brain. They can solve a puzzle. Um, okay, so Danny finds the key to his cage, and he keeps it to himself. So, good on Danny. Nobody is suspicious of him. Um, and then we have the immunity challenge. So, basically, after uh, this and during this one, Claire is the person who sits out. We have the orange team wins. Green team gets second, and the purple team is up for elimination. And I'm so bummed about this because now we're going to have two purple purple team um, people gone, and I really like the purple team. So I'm I'm sad to see this happen. Well, we talked about this earlier. We both love the purple team. Yeah. So <laughs> at tribal council. Everybody thinks that Carson is on their side at this point. And I don't think anybody really knows exactly where people stand and what's going to happen. But Helen is a person who is voted out. And I think that she was probably pretty blindsided by this. Um, I think she definitely thought that she had Carson on her side. And... I'm glad that he decided to go um, the way of of Carolyn and shoot, I forget the other person's name that is on their team, but I, I liked them better. Um, I thought going forward, they're going to be the stronger alliance for him. So I gave Carson my MVP because I really liked this move. I thought that with, I mean, I don't want any of these people to go, but if one of them has to... I think that he kept the team strong by voting out Helen. And for that same reason, I gave Helen my LVP. Okay. So we were pretty much opposite. My MVP was <laughs> Carolyn for finding the idol, not being accused of taking the idol and then not having, not using the idol. She made a judgment call and trusted Carson and it worked for her. Yeah. So my LVP, it was really heart I mean I told you I was like I don't even I can't think of an LVP and so I went with Christina's MVP Carson and not because I don't like him Um, my vote uh, (laughs) I really liked Helen um I was looking forward to see like what she could bring to the table um but again I I I really like everyone on the purple team so I just put him as the LVP but it's more of a to be determined because we're going to see if this was the right move for him or the wrong move in the future. 
I think it was the right move. I really, really hope that it was the right move. But those two girls were blindsided. And I think. Okay, but there's only one girl left. Carolyn. And well, I'm yes, but I'm saying like. I don't know when the, if the merge comes and they're a bunch of the purple team. I mean, so much could happen between then. Um, who on this team was the person who went to the island? I don't. I think the girl that's now. I think the girl that is now by herself. What's her name? Lauren. No, that was the other girl, Sarah. Her name's Sarah. Okay. Yeah. And Sarah has a really good advantage, though. uh, Yeah, if she can can last now. Yeah, that's true. But I do like Carson, and I I am, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm old. Like, I like that a younger guy sided with older people. Yeah. Totally. and didn't stick with the younger people but yeah th- this lvp was hard for me i can i can understand why i had a hard time choosing too but i do think that helen was the weakest link on that team unfortunately so because of that i just i had to give her my lvp understandable um okay so michelle's MVP this episode was Danny and her LVP was also Helen. Do you have any final thoughts on Survivor before we move on to the premiere of the challenge? Nope, just that I'm two episodes in and loving it so far. I'm so glad that you, first of all, I just want to say, it's so good to like have you talking about things again because I just love your opinions on everything and it's just so much fun to talk to you about everything. I'm very much so enjoying myself and we've only talked about Survivor. Well, that means a lot to me and I mean, you know why I didn't talk about things for yeah. a couple months there, two months. Absolutely. No, and yeah. It's it's nice to be back and present and knowing what the fuck is going on (laughs) yeah and like even like you stepping (laughs) up and like taking on an admin role in the challenge maniacs group like I don't know it just like it seems like you really um I don't know like just taking a turn to and and are just like really kind of diving into this this world if you will and it's it's a lot of fun and I, it's just like so much fun to to have you here oh you're gonna make me <laughs> i don't know i don't get emotional often but <laughs> especially with with what i've been through like and mm-hmm. and now where i'm at that just means so much is it's really it's really good to see people i care about to see the difference in me if that makes sense yeah instead of me feeling like I'm letting the people I care about down well I mean you're definitely you never first of all you never let me down or us (laughs) down in any way but I am glad that you were able to take the time for yourself that you needed to kind of reset recharge go through your shit and I'm just I'm so happy to, to see you back at like 
such a positive level. It's 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 really exciting and and fun to watch. Mm, I love you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. But I guess that brings us to the challenge. <laughs> oh, deep moments. Okay, we're past our deep moment, y'all. We'll we'll get back to. <laughs> Sorry. <reality. laughs> um, our little love fest. Well, I think that those are necessary every once in a while. And it's just um, so true. Yeah. And I know that all of our, our listeners too, I'm sure just, just love to hear from you too. So it's, it's good all the way around, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the point of our podcast too. You know, reality served real. We keep it real over here. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So four hosts, first time in challenge history, we've had four hosts at the same time. They're in the center I of the arena. Love that. That was one of my, I'm so glad they had all four starting off the show. Did you like that? I did. I actually like, I really enjoyed um, the Australian co- uh, host. So I was super mm-hmm. excited to see her back. And I know that I've heard really good things about the other two hosts too. So um, even though I haven't watched Argentina in the UK yet, I was still really excited to see what they have going on. So we have the um, legends come out and well, actually first, I'm sorry, back up a little bit. The MVPs walk up and they're, they're welcome to everything. And then they have the legends come out and like, um, dramatic fashion we're told that the grand prize is um five hundred thousand dollar prize pot and we have these like global mvps and we have these legends and so basically there is like a combine where um they the um global mvps have to compete and go through a series of like test to test their strength, stamina, agility, their brains, and um, the last two people go straight into elimination. What Let me think? add something here. I yeah. am really loved how they put this is like 70% strength, 30%. You know, I, I think on the eating one, it was like 70% mental, mental mm-hmm. 30% like ironclad stomach or something so they've been doing that on these challenge on the challenges the first two episodes and I kind of think that's cool yeah I think it brings like a more sporty element to it which I think is appropriate for like the world championship theme so our first checkpoint is something that we all hate to watch an eating challenge Ben finishes first at this checkpoint the second checkpoint is they have to use like a sledgehammer to move a, uh, um, something across a red line. And then Ben finishes first at this checkpoint as well. So Ben is so far in the lead. So when we get to checkpoint three, they have to use um, these cement cylinders to roll themselves from one side of the track to the other side, but they can't touch the ground or they have to start over. Grant is the one that finishes this checkpoint first, but Troy finishes checkpoint second, and he is just like absolutely kills the station to get into second place. So both of them pass up Ben at this point. When we get to checkpoint four, they have to arrange weighted cylinders in order by weight. 
And this gives them a code to um, recreate at a solving station, like basically like a puzzle to move on. So um, Zara is currently first place for the girls. We don't find this out until checkpoint four, which I think is really weird. Yeah, because it didn't look like Sarah and... Well, not necessarily that it looked like other people were ahead, but just so, like, we're told that, like, in the other checkpoints, like, Ben finishes first, Grant, you know, like, catches up, Troy finishes second. Like, we're told, like, all this about the guys in the first checkpoints, but we're not told anything about the girls until checkpoint four. And then it's like, oh, we should probably tell you where the girls stand. I don't know. It was weird to me. Um, but at, when we get to checkpoint four, Troy finishes first for that, for the guys. So the guys actually, I guess maybe it's because maybe she's just like crushing them. I don't know. And the guys are like kind of neck and neck, it seems at least the top three anyways. Um, so the final checkpoint is that they have to drag a pole across the field and then be the first one to raise their country's flag. And this pole is like pretty heavy, it seems like. And Grant finishes first here. And then Zara finishes first for the girls. And I'm really impressed by both of them at this point. Zara's a beast. And I'm Some still only people- half halfway done with australia i'm only five episodes in so i have not finished finished. yet i don't know how far grant gets um do you want to know yeah go ahead because i know who wins now i mean okay so i guess i won't say i don't know exactly which eliminated elimination it is but he loses an elimination like before the final so he doesn't make it to the final Okay, well, I saw that Emily lost one to Kiki as well. So I mm-hmm. maybe Emily and Grant were teamed up at that. I don't know. Anyways. um, So some people don't even finish this combine. Some people ran out of time and they just like ended where they were. Which I also thought that was interesting considering later on we find out that where you finish is like a thing. So maybe like somebody could have that timed out on the puzzle could have came and finished the flag thing like super fast or something. Or maybe that wasn't a possibility, but it seemed like some people timed out where they were at. Like multiple people. Yeah, I think, but I don't think you timed out at the puzzle. I think the only thing was the final, the final time. Well, at the very end, like Tristan and Claudia were still on the puzzle. So maybe everybody else was just done by then. I think so, because I think TJ was saying 15 minutes, like, just in general. Okay, so that makes sense then. So Tristan and Claudia, they finished last. They're going straight into elimination. And so um, in nominations, we have, um, we find out that there's going to be no legends in the first elimination. It's just like a one-on-one battle. And... Zara and Grant go to what is called the Hall of Fame. And basically what happens is the house votes who two people, two teams they think, or two people they think should be voted into elimination. And then the people that won that daily challenge get to decide which of the two teams 
that the house picked is the one that's going to go into elimination against the last place team. So Nathan is medically disqualified for whatever reason. They don't tell us why. We don't did know you, if he got injured. Do we know why? No. I mean, did it ever come out on social media? Because I was, I want to know why. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, we have no idea, like, if he was, like, if it was a mental thing, if he just quit. We don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is somewhere. I know Scott Yeager's theory is that he had COVID, but I don't know if I've seen that. I don't know if that's true or not. But I do know that when he got medically disqualified, that I saw that one of the alternates was supposed to be Callum from the Challenge UK and X on the Peak. And um, he was asked to go in in place of Nathan because they're both UK. And he, like, told them no and turned it down and ended up not being an alternate. So I'm assuming he, like, gave up his Ooh. alternate fee or whatever. But he was supposed to go in and he didn't. Hmm. Well, if any of our listeners know why Nathan had to go, let us know. Yeah. And so because of this, Tristan is safe and he doesn't have to go into elimination, but Claudia still has to go straight into elimination. So she waits to find out who the house is voting for with the two winners in the Hall of Fame. So the house decides that the two people, after like much deliberation here and a lot of names being thrown around, they decide that the two names are Kaz and Kiki. I feel like Sarah led that shit so well and that's because I think that they it was going to be team USA and she was like that's not happening so she changed it around which good for her honestly I thought it was going to be the Argentina people um that's what kiki thought she thought they were going okay for so they were gonna be okay let me think about this so it was going to be argentina but then um because claudia was in elimination already and she was argentina um they were able to somehow turn it around so that, which I actually think was because of Huey Huey. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. I think that Huey. is because of her. But basically, like, they didn't want the two Argentina people to go against each other. And they were able to politic their way out of it with the help of Sarah. Well, good move. For sure. And so they end up having Claudia versus Kiki in elimination because Zara votes Kiki because she's not going against Kaz and Grant won't vote against Kiki because, you know, like UK, UK strong, Australia, Australia strong. And so Zara is like ready to go into elimination because she thinks that by saving Kaz, that's probably what's going to happen because that's what's happened in previous seasons. But TJ throws us another curveball, and instead, since it's a female elimination, Zara's vote is the tiebreaker. So that means Kiki goes into elimination. The elimination is pole wrestle. It's first of three wins the elimination. 
and Kiki ends up winning three to zero. But let me say that Kiki was so impressive in this elimination round and specifically in the second round when she like does the splits to get the ball bar away from Claudia. It just she pushes herself to a level that I don't think that she knew she had in her. And I think that that's what makes it like even more fun to watch. It was it it was great to watch her, and I loved Wes's commentaries. Like, this is my I own this elimination, and I I've never thought of moves like that. <laughs> she did. She was she was a beast. So at this point, we find out that now they get to choose before they leave the elimination ring. They get to choose the legend that they want to be partnered with based on the order that they first finished in the first daily challenge. And it ends with a cliffhanger. We don't have anybody who's picked yet, um, but we know that that is what is going to happen. And that's how the next episode is going to start. So I'm really glad that they gave us two episodes for the premiere. I kind of just wish that they would have made it a two hour premiere and had the rest of them one hour just because it is a two-hour premiere and (laughs) it's like I don't know like we don't even have our partners picked yet so it is a cliffhanger you know what I mean so who was your MVP and your LVP for this episode the first episode okay mine was Zara um because she killed that challenge and I loved like her loyalty to cause. I mean, she was ready to go in and I have no doubt if she did, she would have been coming back. So I love her. I think I have a little girl crush on her. I can so see that she's great. Um, and what about your LVP then? Um, who was my LVP? I told you. Um, your LVP think- was Claudia. Okay. It was Claudia because I don't, I mean, it, it, obviously they don't show us everything, but I mean, man, Kiki just destroyed her. And so she got last in the challenge and then just got slammed in the elimination. So, yeah, I mean, Kiki, like, I think that I, th- she said that she won three eliminations in Argentina. So I think she must be like a decent competitor, but um, you know, Kiki was the champ for a reason. She she's feisty and she doesn't give up. So my MVP this episode was Grant. Um, just winning that combine the way he did. I think that he was just like super impressive. And um he was kind of the star of the episode to me. So I gave my MVP to Grant, and then I gave my LVP to Nathan for disappearing out of thin air. Yep, nice knowing you. I don't know him at all because I haven't watched UK. Right. Yeah, I don't know him at all either. So So Um, I've watched like the first episode of UK, but I don't. Yeah, I I need to watch more than that to like know who a person is, you know. Um, Okay, so the challenge episode two comes right after it was a two episode premiere and we are picking partners. So, um, should we just read these off in order? 
Yeah, like what? Who got first and who picked first? Or yeah, yeah, because uh, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, okay, I, I think it was interesting how these people were picked. Okay, yeah. So I started listening to John A on the official challenge podcast, but I only got like a half an hour in, so I'm not super well versed. But she did have some interesting things to say about the picking of the partners. So the first partner pick was Grant got first, and so he picked John A. Which John A being the first round draft pick to me was so exciting. But according to to John A, nobody knew who Grant was going to pick. She thought that Grant was going to pick Tori because all conversations she had with Grant prior to that, she thought he was going to pick Tori. And since nobody really knew who he was going to pick or where he stood, it made it so that um, other people had to kind of pivot. And a lot of people didn't get the people that they originally thought they were going to be paired with. Interesting. So Zara then picks Wes. And you know, that's my favorite duo. That that is a good one. (laughs) Um, and I'm happy Wes got picked before bananas. Right. I, I agree. And Jordan. And um, Jordan. Yeah. So Ben picks Casey, which John A said she thought she was going to be with either Ben or Danny. Well, Danny did say that his, his wife wanted to- John A or Tori. Yeah. Yeah. But. I guess because of Grant picking John A and the way some of this these teams formed, a lot of people ended up being partnered with somebody who was in, like, the opposite alliance as them. Oh, wow. So this should be an interesting season to watch. Now, you think that we saw a little bit of that with Danny and Tori kind of coming to a head a little bit in the preview. So next up we have Kaz. She picks Jordan. Danny picks Tori. Justine picks bananas. Benya picks Jody, which I was super disappointed with the way that Jody acted about this, honestly. I just don't like Jody, so I'm not surprised by how she how she acts. She was rude, I thought. Um, but then Kiki picks Darrell, and this is one of my favorite pairings for Same. sure. Same. And then Rodrigo picks Naya. Emily picks Yes. I think that they're a very strong team. Mm-hmm. Tori picks Amber, and I'm loving that team. Sarah picks Theo, and I think they're a team to be really scared of. And then the last two people um, just kind of get stuck with the people that are left. And Tristan is with Kellyanne, and Hugh Huey is, is with Nelson. Nelson seems to take this well. He understands that he's not a champ. Um, He's one one of three non-champs that are there. Kellyanne seems to be upset about not getting picked sooner. Um, I don't really (laughs) think it's justified, personally. It's not, even though I love Kellyanne, like. She's not a champion. So I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like Nelson and Kellyanne are like very much so out of place here. And for some reason, I feel like Theo kind of belongs, even though he's not a champion. I don't know if maybe I feel like maybe he would be better suited for like, 
I would be more okay with it if he was like one of the UK MVPs. That would maybe make a little bit more sense to me. But I'm fine with him being there for sure. But I just think that Kellyanne and Nelson, like, I don't know. They're not champs. They're kind of out of place. Like, even though we've seen. Yeah, I don't understand that because I, I, I was talking with Michelle earlier and I was like, why did they cast? I mean, I, I, y'all know I love Nelson and Kellyanne, but I'm like, why did they cast those two non-champs in the red? Like they couldn't find any more champs. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like Kellyanne, like, why don't we have Cara Maria? Why don't we have Ashley? Like, why don't we have Kendall? If we, if you wanted to pick somebody from, from all stars or like Nelson, like why, why don't, I would rather, I know that we've seen Kendall three seasons in a row, but I would rather see her again than Kellyanne because she's actually a champ. I'd rather see Nehemiah for a fourth time than Nelson because he's actually a champ. It's just odd with so many champs that they they either couldn't or didn't want to find two more. I don't know. It's very, very strange to me. So then we have our first daily challenge with partners and um they have to it's called chain game and they have to race up through a course to a shipwreck and at the shipwreck they find chains corresponding to a puzzle at the bottom they have to pull the chains and um finish the puzzle this looks so hard i'd be awful at this doing that puzzle and oh the puzzle part of it I would get so frustrated. Yeah, not pulling the chains because that's just physical, but mentally, like trying to do the big puzzle, the big puzzle in the sand. I can just, I, I don't know. I can see myself getting frustrated. So frustrated. Yeah. But we have our puzzle queen, John A. and Grant, who win this this first daily challenge as partners. I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for Janae, proving that she deserves to be that first round draft pick. I'm so happy for Grant, proving that even though he didn't win the Australia season, he deserves to be there. He won the first two daily challenges. But honestly, this makes me kind of afraid for them, being the first round draft pick, winning the first two daily challenges, that now they're going to have a really big target on their back. So Nelson and Huey Huey are last, and they will be going straight into elimination. So at nominations, the house decides that the two teams that John A. Grant have to choose from is Kellyanne and Tristan and Jody and Benji. And this is a really hard decision for John A. because she's friends with both of them. She worked with Kellyanne on All-Stars 1 and All-Stars 3, and she made it to the final with her both times. But she also worked with Jody on All-Stars 2. And so she's pretty conflicted on which direction she wants to go um, as far as which team she's going to throw into elimination. Um, and this is where the episode ends. It ends with another another cliffhanger here. Fingers crossed she throws in Jody. <laughs> yeah. And you Just know, I don't... You don't like her. Yeah. Um I do not remember any spoilers from this season. So I am gonna try to avoid because I don't know who wins. I don't know. Oh, okay. 
yeah, I forgot who, who won. I feel like it was announced a while ago. I mean, for the life of me, I was like looking at all the names. I'm like, okay, once I look through, I'll be able to remember. remember. Has not come back to me. So I have no idea how this plays out. Maybe when it gets closer to the end and there are less teams, you'll remember. So who is your MVP and your LVP for this episode? Okay, so my MVP was Grant. I kind of um a crossover, I guess, from the first episode. I mean, he's won the first two daily challenges. So and I thought he was, you know, great with John A and she deserves a good male partner. So and then my LVP was actually Wes. Because I was so disappointed in him for voting for Kelly Ann. I mean, they were going to go in regardless. He could have done a burn vote. Jordan did a burn vote on him. He could have thrown it back at him. And, you know, he was talking before about how, you know, he cares about Kelly Ann and they've worked together. And I don't know. I just wish he hadn't um, done that. Hadn't said her name because he didn't need to. They were going in anyways. Like, thoroughbone he's like i'm trying to play you know not show all my cards at once i'm like is it is a a random burn vote really going to show your cards because especially towards kelly ann when everybody knows you two dated and we're cordial on our all stars three exactly and a handful of other people did a burn vote so that it was nah he wanted to vote for kelly ann he must have, and he's blown. I mean, smoke let's be real. She's one of ass. the weakest players there. She's the only one, only female there who hasn't won a final. I liked it though when she said, "Like I would think you wouldn't want to run a final with the strongest people, but apparently you do." Well, that's because there's only strong people there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to choose so, because they're all badasses. Yeah, it, very true. Yeah, my MVP this episode was John A. Um, she just, I mean, really showed why she was a back-to-back All-Stars champion. She won that first daily. She was a first-round draft pick, and she just, yeah, I loved John A this episode. I gave it to her, and I gave my LVP to Kellyanne because she lost her mind. She was, <laughs> she was going crazy. God, she's a mess. And I then a soft spot for her, but she's a mess. She is. And then Michelle gave her MVP to John A and her LVP to Nelson. So, you know, I um in our group text, like I saw that, and I know he he did shit on the elimination, but I, I mean on the um daily challenge. But he was still so positive and so nice to his partner and stuff. I was like, I can't give him the LVP. Like, you know? Yeah. I can see that. I can I can see that, yeah. Um. Okay, so do you have any last f- final challenge thoughts? Before? No, except, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Like, I don't know. I was trying to, if I saw anything about it on Twitter, I was scroll. I would just scroll. So I didn't pay attention. So I don't know what the feedback is for the first two episodes, but I personally, I thought they were great. 
I thought that it gave me like major War of the Worlds one vibes, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I I think one of my my bigger complaints of the about the episode was just like um how they introduced people in the beginning of the episode just felt like a little like CBS to me maybe but what do you mean how they introduced like with like when like the four um four hosts were there and then they had the global MVPs come out and then they had like the um the legends come out or whatever in like all dramatic form I don't know it just seemed like really like um like you don't you don't think the mvps got enough recognition or credit or well i mean i guess you have to introduce them some way so it makes sense just because they did want it to be like it was two different entities so like i get it it just it just seemed like very i don't even know what the word is to me but it just just not as serious i guess as like the beginning of a season but other than that I thought that it was really like after we got past that stage and we got to the combine like it was fine but I just didn't particularly enjoy like the introduction to it I guess I liked it yeah well (laughs) like them coming out of helicopters and walking (laughs) out and stuff you know and do you think that MVPs were really surprised that they were there? Because some of them looked surprised, but do do you think they were surprised? What do you mean? Surprised that the like, legends were there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe some of the, like, foreign, like, like yeah. Argentina, like, the people that haven't really watched. But I think that most of the people that were there from, like, um, Australia, like, I know Emily said that she's watched before. And I'm sure that that was just in preparation for the challenge. But it sounded like it was more than just like a couple seasons, you know. So maybe like yeah. people like that were as people weren't as surprised as maybe some other people were. Others. Um. Okay. So moving on to the Bachelor, we're in Bud- Budapest, Hungary this week. We only have seven girls left at this point and so we're getting down to it our first one-on-one date goes to miss katie and they go to i love her i know me too they go to a vernacular um they go seasiding sightseeing wow i can't talk sightseeing (laughs) um they write poems to each other on this like historic typewriter um they there's this dinner portion and they go swimming um in what looks like maybe a hot springs um and she opens up at the dinner portion about her dad and how he hasn't really been in her life and how then Somebody that her mom dated became like a second father, second father figure to her. And um, he eventually left after a few years. And so she just kind of um, has issues around trusting people and if people will stay and that kind of thing. And my heart for her. 
it was just such a powerful date for the both of them. I think that their connection was strong and it definitely grew stronger this episode. She tells the cameras that she's falling in love with him, but she isn't ready to say it. And I can totally see Katie being the final person after this date. I can too. I told you that a couple of weeks ago when you were asking if I want to know who the new bachelorette was. I'm like, mm-hmm. if Katie doesn't win, I, we don't know. Me, mm-hmm. me, you and me don't know who, who, who's mm-hmm. the final girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, if Katie doesn't win, I bet she's a bachelorette. I'm like, if she doesn't win, cause I really feel I could be totally wrong, but I really feel like she's going to be the final one. She is. Yeah. That, that date was just like a top notch date. Obviously she got the rose. <laughs> So then we had this, like, really awkward group date that had Charity, Ariel, Gabby, and Kat on it. And they go to this, like, magician, mentalist, and um, he does, like, a magic trick and, like, a heart appears on Gabby's hand. Um, He knows the words that they are thinking when before, and he, like, writes it down to prove it and... That this was is a crazy. really cool date. It was so cool, but it also kind of like made me almost it was cringe. Tricky. Yeah. Because if, if I was in their place, I'd be like. Like Gabby. Is-? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Gabby's reaction. Like this is getting like. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, really serious. And, you know, maybe even deeper than they wanted mm-hmm. to go. So Abby ends up getting, Abby, Gabby ends (laughs) up getting the group date rose. And I'm so excited because this means that Gabby is going to hometowns. And I'm so excited for that because Gabby is my favorite. I think my favorite. I don't know. I really like a lot of these girls, but Gabby's probably my favorite. So next. I I, I think she's great. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, she's just the best. And then we have Greer. She goes to see Zach. So they keep her um, in quarantine. They send her to Budapest, Hungary. And instead of going on the group date with the rest of the girls, which I think is probably what should have happened, um, instead she goes to see Zach. They have this one-on-one talk, and basically he tells her that the connections that he's had since both of them have had COVID um, have just been they haven't seen each other in like three weeks at this point and it's just too much time that he has been able to connect with the other girls so he ends up sending her home it's interesting that they strung her along like that instead of just like like remember last season when logan got covid they just sent him home well I'm I'm wondering if it's because Zach told them like I don't I don't even care for her to be on this group date. Like I'll at least have a face to face with her. But there's I, nothing pro- there. There's nothing there. So there's no point in her going. He probably didn't want to spend any time with her on the group date and just and yeah. focus on the other girls. That was my thought. I'm sure that that's why, but I think f- for the sake of, like, 
she got the first impression rose. They kept her around. Like, it's literally been three weeks of her being without him. You know, I think that, like, it would have been fair to also send her on a date. I think it's obvious she would have gotten eliminated. Obviously, their connection isn't as strong. But I don't know. Maybe that's... I don't know. I think it just would have been fun to see her on the date. Here's the but, lesson. Don't get COVID if you're a bachelor. Yeah, doesn't seriously. Work out, doesn't work out for people too well. No. So then we have the next one-on-one date, and it goes to Miss Brooklyn. And I am so excited for her in the beginning. She's so happy. She One thing that I noticed, though, is that she is talking in, as <laughs> if she is so confident she's getting that rose. They ride bikes, they have a hot air balloon ride, they go to the spa house, um, and then there's this dinner portion. She opens up about her family, and when she's talking about them, she's like, you will meet this person, you will meet this person, this person will say this, and it wasn't like, if this happens, it was like, super confident, like, I'm getting this rose, but unfortunately, this lead Zach to realize that like he's just not at the same place as her he has other connections that are stronger he needs to take some time away he thinks about things composes himself looks like he cries a little bit even comes back and unfortunately Brooklyn does not get the rose so then we go to the rose ceremony We have Katie and Gabby who are safe with roses and two roses that are up for grabs. Brooklyn and Greer have been sent home already this episode and he ends up giving the last two remaining roses to Ariel and Charity. So Kat is the third person who is sent home and the only person who's sent home at this rose ceremony. Okay, so I stopped watching after, like, when the one-on-one with Brooklyn. So I did not finish the episode, but when you told me who got eliminated, um, I could not have been happier. I did not like Kat. Greer was not even a thought in my mind anymore. I did like Brooklyn to a certain extent, but I truly believe, I mean, my top four favorite girls, I mean, from you know, from the past few weeks have made the final four and are going to hometown or he's doing hometown. So I'm, that never happens where my four favorites are, are still there. So. Yeah, I agree. I really like the, the, the four people that are left too. And I'd be okay with any of the four being the bachelorette, honestly. So did Same. you ha- did you have a best dress for this episode, I, Christina? No, you know you know how off I am about fashion, and I always I need to remember and make a point to look at their really look at their clothes because no, it's I, three I, points, I three bonus points. Oh, um, Is okay. It too so, late to name one if I like kind of I mean, go back. <laughs> no, you Fast can tell forward me a little bit. No, you can tell me that's fine. Um, okay, so I chose Ariel, and the reason that I chose Ariel is because, like, okay, so there are some gorgeous dresses this episode. There always are. I really like some of the Bachelor fashion because I think it's just a little more upscale than, um, some of the other dating shows. 
I guess they just take themselves a little more seriously. They're a little more classy. And I just really, I like, I like that a lot, but I didn't go with a dress this time. I actually went with when the episode started and they enter Hungary, we're shown like a shot of all of the six girls that are left minus Greer. And when they enter Hungary and Ariel is in this like white cardigan with this fur collar and she just looks like she's going to rule the world in that thing. And so I, I give my best dress to Ariel. I don't remember it, but it sounds gorgeous. She would look gorgeous in all white like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just really think that she just looked like she was about to just own that place. So I gave my best dress to Ariel. I gave my MVP to Katie because nothing could beat that one-on-one date. And I gave my LVP to Greer. Okay, so my MVP is Katie as well. And then my LVP is Brooklyn. Why Brooklyn? Because she... Um, just because of how she went home. Yeah. And I guess maybe I shouldn't say that because I did not watch her scene, but mm-hmm. just in your description and everything, how she seems so like, she was really emotional, but she took it really well. Like she was, he was like, I'm really sorry. And she's like, no, you don't need to apologize. Like you're doing what's best for you. And like, I respect that. So she was like really big in the moment I thought, but there were lots of tears. There were lots of tears with Greer and he's like really starting to realize that, you know, he's, he's breaking hearts. Like with Kat, she's like, why? Like, I don't understand what happened. You know, like all three of them are very, very heartbroken. So I'm really interested to see how the next three people who get eliminated act, because there are some deep connections Uh being formed. And you know what? I'm really liking Zach as the bachelor. I do too, more so than, than some of the past ones. Do you know who, who do you think is going to be the strongest if they get eliminated? I think, I think Ariel is going to be the strongest. What do you mean the strongest? Oh, like, like I think holding it together. Yeah. I think she, holding it yeah. together. And I don't know. She just has this, this confidence about her. Yeah, that's yeah, not cocky. And- I can see that. But I think Charity will cry. Um, I mean, we already saw her cry about her ex. Um, I think Gabby is a very emotional person. I think Gabby would cry. Um, I think Ariel, I think you're right. I think she would hold it to the best to- together the best. Maybe Katie too. But- I, I, I agree with that. I think Ariel and Katie, I mean, I bet they, they all shed some tears but I think I think Ariel and Katie just seem so comfortable in their skin you know and with who they are mm-hmm. yeah well either way I'm excited for hometowns I'm excited for the women tell all I'm excited for who is going to be the next bachelorette? I don't know if we'll find out at the Women Tell All who's the next bachelorette or if they're going to wait to announce it. But the next bachelorette is set to appear on Good Morning America on Thursday morning. So at the very latest, we will know by Thursday morning. 
Well, I'm excited because like we said, I love all four of these so mm-hmm. girls left. So even if it was Brooklyn, I would like it. I think she would be a very entertaining Fun. bachelor. I think so mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. Caitlin and Katie vibes. Yep. For sure. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. I um, can't, I, I'll just add something totally non-related to the shows that we watch. Um, I, I have started my rewatch from season one of Vanderpump. Okay. How's that going? I need to start uh, that. I know I was, I, I wanted, I, I know you have a lot going on, but I wanted to tell you, okay, I'm starting it. Like, are you, are you going to start it with me so we can watch <laughs> it together? But I'm like, she's so busy right now. Um, but I'll try oh, to watch a few episodes this week. How about that? It, yeah, it's, it's as good as I remember. God, the first couple seasons are so good. Okay, I'm going to talk about one last thing, just because I have two episodes to talk about here, and I'm going to go through them really quick and just, like, really, really fast touch on Are You The One, because there actually is stuff happening now, and they're making some progress. So, on episode eight of Are You The One, we're almost done, guys. Like, there's these two episodes, and this week's episode is the finale. So, we're almost done with Are You The One. And in episode eight, they finally started to figure some things out. And um, they send they end up sending MJ and Hamoudi to the truth booth, and we find out that they're a no match, which was a really good thing for the house to find out because they keep picking each other, and they weren't going to separate until they did. And so then we get to the matchup ceremony, and we find out um, that Sam had to leave the house for personal reasons. We're not told why. He's been kind of a ghost this whole episode or this whole season. We only really saw him when he went on that date in the first episode or two, and he's gone. But they give us a huge hint here, and they tell us who his match is. And by telling us who his match is, they like really are able to start figuring this out because we already have two perfect matches. We have Brendan and Julia Ruth and we have Brooke and we have Ollie. And so we're, we're told that Sam's match is MJ. So Hamoudi is like distraught at this point because he finds out that MJ is not his match. And now she has to leave to go to the honeymoon suite by herself because her match, her perfect match is had to leave for personal reasons. So really sucks for MJ, really sucks for Hamoudi, but because of it, we now know three of the 11 perfect matches in this matchup ceremony, they were able to get six beams. And this like seriously helped them because then in episode nine, um, they have the, when they do the challenge, they have the girl who wins um, the challenge pick her date and they have the girl with the lowest score pick her date so we have taylor and clay and jordan and eduardo go to the truth booth and both of these couples are people who um could very well be perfect matches we put taylor and clay into the truth booth because that'll give us a little more information since she's already been to the truth booth twice and we find out that she finally finds her perfect match so now we have four confirmed perfect matches episode nine going into the matchup ceremony. So they're actually starting to figure this out. Taylor and Clay are a perfect match. Julia, Ruth, and Brendan are a perfect match. Brooke and Ollie are a perfect match. MJ and Sam are a perfect match. So now 
that we have four of them. They just have to figure out the other seven. How many do they usually have by this by this point? How many perfect matches? Four is really good. Okay. It's not like perfect. Like they could be doing better. I think season two maybe did better than that. But four is like pretty, you can start figuring it out based off of like who sat next to each other in matchup ceremonies, who could not be a perfect match, um, like who is canceled out because we only had three beams this this ep- episode or week or whatever. Um, and they can really start to try to like process of elimination, figure it out. And so this episode, they get six beams of light. And it's the same as last episode, but I'm starting to realize when this happens that this is episode nine and we're on truth booth and matchup ceremony number eight. Now, I don't know if there's 10 episodes. I don't know if there are 12, but if there are 10 episodes, then that leads me to believe that they're going to be the first group and are you the one history to solve it before the 10 allotted ones? I think that they solve it in nine. I really do. It's possible that they have like nine, 10, and then a reunion as 12. And I looked at other seasons to see if there was like a set number of episodes that they were. But like, I mean, there were a few with 12. There were a few with 10. There was one season seven had 15 episodes. So there was no way for me to really tell exactly how many episodes are left because it doesn't have like the little, you know, blank boxes saying. So I think though, in my mind, I think that they have it figured out as long as they can get um, Jordan and Eduardo um, to admit that they're not a match um, because they're not in a confirmed no match. So they still think that they might be, but like the math doesn't add up for them to be, then I think that they'll figure it out. And um, I don't think that they would have been able to do that had they not given Sam his match when he had to leave for whatever reason, personal reasons is what they said. So, yeah, so that's what's been going on in Are You the One? That's my, like, synopsis of both episodes. I said, I told you it would be quick, but um, I guess I could say who I think are perfect matches would be the only other thing I could do, but maybe I'll leave that for next episode if they don't solve it early. You solve it for him. I think I know. And then there's this there's this site that's called are you the one math.com and it will lay out the math of like the probability of, of who's a ma- who's a match and who's not. And unbeknownst to the cast, I don't think that they're smart enough to know this, especially because I think Taylor was their smart person and now she's a confirmed perfect match so she'll be in the honeymoon suite so it'll also be interesting to see if they can figure it out without taylor because she's the smart one of the group and she got him this far though and i think that they can figure it out maybe but a probability wise um i don't think that they know this but there are only two possibilities of of combinations that there can be of people left they almost have it figured out Well, so hopefully they can do it. 
So yeah, so that's my Are You the One update. Um, yeah, that's really the only thing I wanted to add to this. And just because I only had I had two episodes to talk about, and the last one's the what I think is the finale. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it'll be three more episodes, but I really have a feeling that the next one's the last one. Which I think if you go back and listen to when I talked about the premiere, I think I said that I predicted this back then too, because I thought that it was weird that um, it was like a episode one, two premiere, but it was like a one episode like premiere, you know, but they broke it into two episodes. Yeah. So. So, yeah, now we've talked about Survivor. We've talked about The Challenge. We've talked about The Bachelor. We've talked about Are You the One? I don't really have anything else to talk about. We've talked about a lot today. We we caught up on a lot. We still need to talk about Perfect Mesh, but we'll, we'll wait for Michelle for that. So our next episode will be Perfect Match. Next episode of Survivor. Next episode of The Challenge. And the next episode of Are You the One? Bachelor. Oh, yeah, The Bachelor, Hometowns. Maybe we'll have to break this into two. Or maybe we'll just, I don't know, go crazy. (laughs) We'll see. Well, the good news is Bachelors are rocking all the shows. Yeah, that too. I'm really enjoying all the shows and also perfect match already wrapped up. We just need to talk about it. Bachelor is wrapping up in the next couple of weeks. Um, And Are You the One is wrapping up in the next couple of weeks as well. So we have a lot to talk about now, but I mean, it's been a lot of content, like a lot, but I'm enjoying it so far. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Yes, it has. And thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We will see you soon.